0: Judges chapter 2 and verse number 6. And when Joshua had let the people go, the children of Israel went every man into his inheritance to possess the land. Notice verse 7. And the people served the Lord all the days of Joshua. Generation number 1. And all the days of the elders that outlived Joshua... Generation number two, who had seen all the works of the Lord that he did for Israel. And Joshua, the son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, died, being a hundred and ten years old. And they buried him in the borders of his inheritance in Timnathus Harris in the Mount of Ephraim on the north side of the hill Gaish. Also, all the generations were gathered together under their fathers. And there arose another generation after them, which knew not the Lord, nor yet the works which he had done for Israel. With the help of God, here's my question: What happened to this generation? Why is this generation, why do they not know? The Lord, and tonight my prayer is that we could all grow with a and uh, realize that we're all in this thing of a generation, and uh, will affect somebody. All right, let's go to the throne of grace and pray one more time. David, how about you praying, buddy? Amen. You can be seated. God's people began to weep as God began to speak to them through Judges chapter number two. Judges chapter number two, the Bible says, And an angel of the Lord came from Gilead to Bacchum and said, I made you to go up out of Egypt and brought you into the land which I swear unto your fathers. And I said, I will never break my covenant. With you. And you shall make no league with the inhabitants of this land. You shall throw down their altars. But notice, but you've not obeyed my voice. Why have you done this? Wherefore I also said, I will not draw them out from before you, but they shall be as thorns in your sights. And their gods, little g-gods, shall be a snare unto you. And it came to pass when the angel of the Lord spake these words and all the children of Israel that the people lifted up their voice and wept. And they called the name of that place Bochum, and They sacrificed there unto the Lord. Well, the truth can be somewhat, sometimes very painful. And... Uh, this is a very challenging, I'm almost in your face encounter as God comes, but yet it's no fun to hear that you're a sinner and your destination's hell unless you repent of your sins and trust Christ as your Savior. That ain't no fun either. But here was a group of people that they had started out in Gilgal, a place of remembrance and resurrection and restoration and realization and revelation and refreshment and rededication. My, what a great place. And get to chapter number two, they're in Bacam. It's a place of weeping. It's a place where they're confronted with their helplessness and hopelessness and weakness. It is a, uh, it, it was a, a place where they found themselves when they'd strayed from God. And, um, and he comes and the Bible says that, that uh, God's people had served the Lord. And then it tells us that Joshua, being 110 years of age, died and went to be with the Lord. And then he tells us about a generation, Joshua's generation. Then he tells us that after Joshua died, all those people that had been, that had been under him, in the very presence of that time, they continued to serve God. But the day came when generation number three came, and the Bible says they knew not the Lord, nor the works that he had done for Israel. And literally, that become the beginning of a tremendous downward spiral for the nation tonight I know there's probably many other reasons for this but I would like to give you I believe three reasons why this happened to this generation why is it we have a generation there arose another generation that knew not the Lord let me just say here tonight you may be here tonight and you've had a a heritage you had a grandfather you had a father that loved god served god faithfully and now he's went on to heaven and he gave you some things that was first generation and today you're the second generation but we are raising a third generation And we find that this first generation come under Joshua, you may be here, you might be house somebody, you might be part of that second generation, that you've had somebody that God saved and you watched God change their life and you watched God do some things. I've got great fond memories of, of Darlene's dad going down to her house and him with his big old Bible in the kitchen in the radio wide open, couldn't hear it <laughs> Man, wide open and him reading his Bible I, I, I still I, I've never forget, forgotten that and that heritage that you have that's there in your second generation and now you're raising a third. It might be it might be that you've never had that. You never had no one that loved God. You don't know anything about that. You, you may have heard what others are saying, but you know nothing about that. When someone says old-time religion, you, uh, an old-time, old-fashioned service, you know nothing about that. Well, unfortunately, you are the first generation. You have to be the first generation Christian, first generation warrior. And you've got a hand down to a second generation. It might be you're here tonight. And truth is, you've not had a first or a second. And you don't know the Lord. You don't know Him. You know about Him, but you don't know Him. And it may be you are that generation... I do believe we've got some young people that are right here. They don't know him. They know about him, but they don't know him. And so tonight, we're in one of those places. And I wondered, how did it happen? Why did this generation here not know the Lord? Let me say, first of all, they never experienced the wonder Generation number one is over here, Joshua's generation and and Moses' generation. And one day God shows up and he says, now Moses, I want you to get a lamb. And I want you to put that lamb up. And on a certain day, he said, I want you to take some hyssop and take the blood. And I want you to strike the door on the side and across the top. None on the bottom because you don't walk over the blood of Jesus, amen. But he said, and and one day, he said, get all the family around, and, and you get ready, you have your shoes on, have your staff in your hand, and you get ready to go. And when I see the blood, I'll pass over you. And a midnight hour came, and the death angel come, and the cries went all over the city of the women crying, Oh, I lost my child. And they sit in their houses, safe and secure. And they said, Hallelujah. The blood done the job. And it still does the job. Hallelujah. Blessed be his name. He said, Come on, youngins, let's go. So they headed out. They began the journey. They watched as they come to the Red Sea. And all of a sudden, the enemy's coming behind them. Pharaoh's, he, he's, he's quick crying now. He's mad. He's got the army together. And all of a sudden, they're coming up. as like a storm cloud. And they see the dust are coming up. And they see the Red Sea in front of them. And Moses said, Be still and know I'm the Lord. About that time he stepped over and the waters parted and they walked over on dry ground. They saw the wonder that watched as the the sea went up like a river. It's like a wall as high as they could see. They said, Whoa! Man, and that's that something? They watched as the sun stood still. They fought a battle. God stopped the sun. Gave the strikes for a period of time. They watched as every morning and they got up and they went out and they had this little round look like a Best thing I could tell you, it looked like a vanilla wafer. It's about what it looked like, maybe a little smaller. And they went out and they picked it up every morning. And they just got enough. And the next day, hallelujah, it was there again. And they could fix and they fed the family. They watched all of this. Behold it, behold it. This generation heard about that. But they never experienced it. They never experienced it. They heard it talked about. They heard in the feast how everybody seemed to get excited about a Passover lamb. But you know what? They never experienced it. Never. One of the things that I fear that's, that we're, we're missing is, is the wonder of it all. The wonder. You say, why Why we lost the wonder? Same reason that first generation did. They come to a place where God said, go possess the land. They send spies. They come back and man, I tell you, it's everything. God said it is, but, but... But But we can't. There's too many giants. And so, you know what that does? That generation went around and around and around and around and around and around and around around until that generation died because of unbelief. They had believed God for the Passover lamb. They believed God to part waters. They believed God for the manna. But when it come to possess, they said, we can't do it. So they're just spinning around. And they're crying. And attending funeral services, someone said he was average, that they'd done somewhere between 10 and 14 funerals a day to bury that many people. I don't know how they come up with that figure. But I can tell you this much, they went to a lot of funerals, and they'd done a whole lot of crying, and they got comfortable in their unbelief. But they lost... The wonder of it all. I think our greatest fear, greatest danger is we lose it. Years ago, I sang about this this week. Years ago, we used to go to a place and, and pray, and uh, it, it was really funny in some way. And I ain't the only one climbing up the rope and going out by that old shack. Amen. There's a few more idiots around here. Say amen. And we went up there to pray. And I remember one night we was up there praying and, and uh, uh, Daniel Buchanan and, and uh, Nick and several of them was up there praying. Now, I mean, boy, God just started showing up. And, and about that time, and, and, uh, one of those preachers stood up and he said, he said God, we praise you as much as we know how to do but God you let every dog around this hillside praise you and God is my witness dogs started howling and they howled all the way around that hill and a barking and a you know what how, how many of you have prayed and have seen something like that what's scary to me is I've lost the wonder of that I lost to wonder how many of you have ever been to pray and you wasn't planning on it you didn't look for it you weren't expecting it it's just your prayer time and when you got there there's somebody bigger than you already there and God the Holy Ghost moves in your heart and begins to move you and to deal with it and you get and you just you just fall on your face you begin to weep and say what and it's the best plan you ever done in your life how many of you have been there how many of you ever seen done that How many of you have never known that? How many of you have never known the wonder? How many of you have got your Bible open and as you as you got your Bible open, and all of a sudden you're just reading it. I mean, you're not planning on it. You didn't plan, it. you didn't need to make it a point to do it. But while you're reading, all of a sudden something just jumps off the page and God begins to prick your heart. And God begins to deal with it. He begins to break it. He said, My God, I didn't say that. My God, how wonderful that is. Yes. We have lost the wonder. Second generation. Okay, you praying had to pray. Have a prayer time. Okay, okay. But you don't know the wonder of it. have lost the wonder of it. We've lost the wonder of it. See, one generation experienced it. The next generation just... Heard about it. Amen. How many of you have ever ever know been down to carowinds in that big old it's like a bungee cord and you get two people or three people in and they pull you up about 150 feet and you get up way up there and then they let you loose and you come flying back down this way. How many ever done that? Amen. That's an experience, ain't it? You know, they can tell me. But I don't care you big experiences. I ain't not doing it, amen. I ain't this ain't, ain't no way. But they experienced it, and all they can do is come out and tell it. And until you get yourself in that harness, until they pull you up, until you know what it means to be turned loose and free-falling with a a rubber band hooked to you, you're not going to know anything about what it's like. What I want you to understand, if you're you're a first-generation Christian, do you know the wonder How many of you have been in services where God has showed up? I mean, I'm not, I mean, God showed up. Amen. Have you lost the wonder? They never experienced the wonder of it. They don't, they they heard about it, but they don't know it. Oh, we find here they 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 talked about it in their homes, but you know what? They remember the feast, but you know what? They never come to a place of faith where they trusted their own lives with it. It's just stories with no meanings. You know why? Because there's no faith. And not only that, not only that, there's no love for God. And and, and not only that, there's no desire to know Him. Because the truth is, the greatest danger of this generation is they've heard about Christ, His death, His burial, His resurrection. They've heard the miracles. But it goes in one ear right out the other. Because they've never experienced it. They never have. How many of you, and please be honest, and I know you will, how many of you have prayed for something and if God didn't answer, if God didn't answer, there was no other way. There's no other solution. If God doesn't come through for us, we got no other way to go. No other answer. And God came through just like he said he would. How many ever prayed like that? Now here's a the, here's the million dollar question. How many times has your children prayed down? How many times have our children prayed that? How often have we taught them to pray that? Or have we run interference? We went to God, but we're going to provide everything you need. Guilty. 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 We find here, they knew not the Lord in verse 10. And notice the downward spiral of it in chapter number 2. Notice the downward spiral. Got your Bible there? They knew not the Lord in verse 10 verse 11 they did evil in the sight of the Lord verse 11 they served Balaam verse 12 they forsook the Lord verse 12 they followed other gods verse 12 they bowed down to them other gods and verse number 13 they provoked the Lord to anger verse 13 they forsook the Lord and verse 13 they served Baal and Astaroth there's only one direction to go when we disobey God that's down when we yield to temptation we may lose in a moment. Are you listening? In a moment, why well, it took a lifetime to gain. When we yield to temptation, we may lose in a moment why well, it took a lifetime to gain. We find here, now the root of the problem was their faith in the Lord.
1: There was evil in the heart, a
0: life for sin and pagan gods. Notice verse 13 again. They began to serve Baal and Astaroth. Who are these? Baal means Lord a Master. He was a fertility God. He was the sex God of the Canaanites. Did you hear know what I said? He was the sex God of the Canaanites. He's God of vegetation. He believed he affect the weather. They believed, they, they believed he was the God of fire. And because of this, they offered their children as sacrifices to the fire. Baal is also known as Moloch and Chemish. He was represented by the emblem of of the son of bull or calf. Son of bull or calf. Or calf. Does that ring a bell to anybody? When I get the Ten Commandments find that they're out right there. What are they doing? They're down there stripped off naked dancing around the golden what? Cat, yeah. Astaroth was a female deity of Mother Earth. Tree huggers. They knew. They're right here. Tree huggers. They stop a whole business over a frog. Squash the frog and go on. Amen. Never experienced The wonder. Second reason I believe that they did, and that is this, they never experienced the work. Let me explain to you what I mean. The word work means activity. It means to produce. And also all that generation were gathered unto their fathers, and there arose another generation after them, which knew not the Lord, nor yet the works which He had done for Israel. Here was a group of people that inherited the promised land. Elijah, you can come up here and help me, okay, son? I've been picking on him. I ever saw him not go up and just down. I guess I've quit that. <laughs> quit that. That's not right. It's being irreverent. <laughs> quit that. Praise God. Mike Mage, Elijah, I'd like to know how many church payments have you made? None? Elijah, how many of these pews did you buy? Elijah, how much did you put down on the carpet when we built the building? Are you trying to tell me you ain't paid a thing for this building? Nope. All right. It's not. How many of you brought a pew? A couple of you. <laughs> <laughs> when we tithe, I'm not going to ask you how many is some of You might lie and God kill you. He did Anise and Sapphire and I don't want you doing that. We need all the members we can keep. Amen. Get. Every time we tithe, we're working, paying, building the house of God. But I don't expect that from him. I don't expect that from Matt Caleb or Michael. I don't expect much of anything from Jaden being mean. Don't expect that from Gabriel. I don't expect it from that one. I don't expect it from them young ladies right there. Not yet, but they're getting close. But you know what's going to happen? They haven't worked for it. They don't understand what it means. They've not worked for this. They didn't work for the promised land. When they went to possess the land, they had to fight and they had to clean it off and they had to, to move out the, the, the enemy. But not only that, they had to build houses, they had to do all the stuff. That did work. God gave them the land, but He didn't do the work for them. He was a group that another generation, and they were given something that they had cost them nothing. And so they, they didn't... They they didn't recognize what it was. Here here is a that that first generation knew what it was to take a stand. They knew the price and the work that it was to serve God. That second generation come in, they understood what it was to to be a part of what God's doing. And the Bible says they under they had made an investment. They understood what it was but the next generation comes along they didn't work for it so they didn't appreciate it they never had no idea what it took to get from egypt to this place and a whole lot of the next generation has no idea of the great heritage that we've had they don't understand they don't understand the blood that's been shed by men years ago that said, we're not going to bow to England and would leave their families and their children and go, and many of them killed and many of their families killed just for the sake of being able to worship God in freedom. They don't understand that. Nor do they understand the men and women that have died on a battlefield for the right to be able to worship and praise God and live free in this nation. There are a bunch of pansies over here. They don't understand. They they throw down their guns and they say, just don't hurt me. And they don't understand freedom. They don't understand the price that's been paid to have it. Have no idea. You know why? Because they never worked for it. How many of you worked for your first car? Amen. God, I Bless your heart. I bet you, Daddy, I bet you a warped bunch of people. Daddy had the nerve to make you work for your car. How many of you took care of it because you was paying for that sucker? Amen. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand on this. But how many of you said, well, you know, I'm not going to make little old Suzy Q and, and, and my little my little boy, I'm not going to make him do that. I'm just going to hand it to him. I'm going to give it to him. Not, no strings attached. And you can't understand why they're, they're, they don't take care of it. They don't care. You don't understand. Why should they? It cost them nothing. It cost them nothing. <clears throat> nothing at all. It would be amazing if we knew the prayers that's been prayed around here for this place. The Bible says that he didn't know. Not only that, Hebrew writer says that you be not slothful. That word slothful, can I give you a good word for that? Lazy. But followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promise. God, generation. Romans 12, 11, Not slothful, not lazy in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. One of the reasons we're having a leadership class right now is the fact we can raise up some leaders because one of these days, they're going to fill every position in this church. Now, I don't know about you, but we've got to get them to wonder and we've got to let them work for it. Number three, I guess it's the most challenging one. They never experienced the will. What do I mean by the will? They don't have the will to fight for it. There's no will to fight for it. And they forsook the Lord, God of their fathers, which brought them out of the land of Egypt and followed other gods and the gods of the people that were round about them and bowed themselves unto them and provoked the Lord to anger. The sin in our lives that we fail to conquer will eventually conquer us. And the people of Israel found themselves enslaved to one pagan nation after another, after another, after another. Don't, you, you may think I'm going to make a statement. You may think I'm funny. I'm really not. If the next generation does not get a will to take a stand for some things, one day the the red, white, and blue that's flying across our country will be the flag of another country. You can take that to the bank. If the next generation does not get a will to fight for right... Then I want you to know we will lose our nation. They forgot what the Lord had done. Verses 6 through 10. They forfeited the authority God had given them. That you said, what do you mean? They they decided. We we know Joshua's a leader, but we're not gonna they, they forfeited the authority. And today, and today, I said this this morning. I said again. Let me tell you when this message was birthed. This message was birthed when I talked to a young lady. wasn't ugly, but I sent in my office and come through the door. I'm mocking and making fun of it. I thought to myself, "You are kicking authority in the face." And one day, one day you're going to be in a place you can't. We had better get a hold of something and better get a hold of it quickly. When we forfeit authority, you being, uh, under, don't miss this. When we forfeit authority, that child has a right to say, you ain't telling me what to do! Or a parent that gets mad when authority corrects. You better hear me. You better hear me. One day, They'll take that into every part of their life. And when a law enforcement officer said, Stop, they'll shake your face. You ain't telling me what to do. He said, Oh, yes, I am. Oh, yes, I am. They forfeited authority. They forsook what the Lord said. Had they remembered chapter, verses 11 and 13 of Joshua's message in 23 and 24? Had they remembered that message? They knew his speech. But they forgot the word of God. They forfeited what the Lord had promised. Verses fourteen and fifteen. He said, "I'll fight for you. I'll defeat you." They failed to learn what the Lord did, and Israel's enemies eventually became their masters. And God chastened them. He wore their breeches off. But don't miss this. They wasted the suffering. They wasted it. They never learned. They wasted the suffering. Because they never learned what God wanted them to learn. If disobedience isn't followed. Now listen. If disobedience isn't followed by divine discipline, then the person is not truly a child of God. For God chastens all of his children. Hebrews chapter 12. But if you be without chastisement, whereof all are partakers, then you are bastards and not sons. I don't know if you can get any clearer than that. And those are not my words. We find God had great compassion. But this generation, come along, they experienced all this. second generation, they heard about it. But they didn't. They lost the wonder. When's the last time God just really shattered your heart? Just really shattered. I mean, just just really shattered it in a thousand pieces. When's the last time God spoke to you? When's the last time you looked to heaven and said, God, what a great God you are. Oh, man, man, what a great God. What a great God you are. When's the last time and he wasn't asking for it but the first time he began to realize my God somebody said what is man thou art mindful of him but the son of man would visit what is man that thou why, why do you even think about us have you lost the wonder they heard about it but they never experienced it they got no stories to tell none I wondered why Solomon when he was old the strange went strange wives stole their God stole his heart away. I wondered why that was. Why didn't he maintain the heart of his that was after God as his father? And then I began to read the book of Solomon. I mean, I begin to read the Proverbs and read some things. It's amazing to me. I don't, I don't find Solomon over on the hillside taking care of sheep. I don't, I don't find Solomon over here looking at the sky... And telling God how wonderful he is and dancing around and praising God with nobody nobody's looking and, and telling God, my God. I don't, I don't see Solomon over here said, looking up to heaven and saying, God, why, why are you mindful of us? And, 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 the, and as the psalmist begins to look to heaven, and, and it's, I, I, don't, I don't read that about Solomon. It's almost as if Solomon had some wonderful wisdom, but he, he didn't seem to have the wonder of it the wonder of it. Have we lost the wonder? Then this next generation they'll just hear it. Or even do we, maybe we're the first ones to get the wonder. Maybe you're first generation and you've got to get the wonder because don't miss this. This next generation knows not God. Can I help you? Do you understand why mom and daddy we need to live right, be right, do right, consistently, every day? I know it's hard. I know it's not always easy. But I promise you, if you get along with God, you get a time with God, I promise you, you can get a hold of some wonder while you're doing it. And why this consistency is because that next generation there arose another generation that knew not God. Psalms, I'll end with 106, verse 40. Therefore was the wrath of God, the Lord, kindled against his people, as much as abhorred his own inheritance. And he gave them into the land of the heathen, and they hated them, and they that hated them ruled over them, and their enemies. Also oppressed them, and they were brought into subjection under their hand, and many times did he deliver them, but they provoked him with their counsel and brought low for their iniquity, their sin. Nevertheless, he regarded their affliction. When he heard their cry, he remembered them for his covenant, repented according to the multitude of his mercy. He made them also to be pitied of all those that carried them captives. Verse 47 is the prayer that everyone ought to be praying, Save us. O Lord, our God, and gather us from among the heathen to give thanks in thy holy name and to triumph in thy praise. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel from everlasting to everlasting. And let all the people say, Amen. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. That's all. standing.